gotta stop singing to distract the dude. Welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And we would like to announce that uh, our good friend... Barry! <laughs> is going to be a featured player from now on. So. <laughs> Translation, We've, Alan didn't want to write any more episodes no. and say, hey, can you come up with some stuff? Well, <laughs> Barry is, has has not even me saying I don't want to write anything. You've just like been sporadically throwing stuff at us and like, okay, cool. And also the fact that our episodes with the three of us are always really good. Oh, so yeah. it's a, we had a good time and it's like, hey, you know, this will be awesome. We can bring another one of our buds in and, Absolutely. You know, and sit down. Happy and, to be here. Happy and to we be can, here. we can piss Corey off. And, always and so, Thing. <laughs> Hi, Corey. Miss you. I, I, I guess that means I've got to add him as a moderator yeah, on yeah, the there you go. Discord oh, wow. server right. now. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. So Barry's going to be. I don't. I don't know if you're going to be on every episode, hey. but you're going to be on a lot of episodes I'm going forward. I know because we're we, we all live like not close to each other. <laughs> God bless at technology. All. That's but all we say. also have the ability to, like Dave is at home because, you know, Ms. Nay is still not feeling well. And so we do Actually, have the ability. Actually, she's, she's feeling absolutely fine. She ended up going to work on Friday, and now she's catching up on work at the other job. Okay, so okay. Dave so just good. didn't want to come here. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Well, no, I technically I'm still within my quarantine period, so I, I just don't want to take a chance on you guys ended up up with it so. and we appreciate that brother i ain't scared so. yeah <laughs> so yeah so uh barry since this is one of your topics it is it uh is. one of, of many that you've brought to us um because well, i knew this it's would something be... close to my heart exactly yes. I, I yes. love i love this i know that this was something that uh there there was a recent passing you know whenever you listen to this um howard hessman recently yes. passed away and uh dr johnny fever yeah people know him from a lot of different movies a lot of different tv shows you know the man was talented across the board but there is one role that he will forever be known in, is and that is dr johnny fever right. from the tv show wkrp in cincinnati yes. Exactly, we did that before we even set. As God doing is this. my witness, I thought turkeys <laughs> could, could fly. fly. <laughs> we may have to do a deep dive into oh WKRP gosh, yes. at some time because it oh, was, it was we've got, such yes. it was such a seminal late seventies, early eighties. Well, and the funny you know, thing television is, television show. A, there's a big misconception about that show too because there was a movie called FM. That yeah, uh, was that. one of the first ones that I can recall yeah. that actually was about a radio station. And a lot of people think that the movie was the inspiration for the TV show when, in fact, the TV show actually came out before, before the movie okay. did. Okay, fair enough. But fair that, enough. that got me thinking about, you know, through through history on television and movies and things like that, there's always been great stories that involved DJs. Right. You know, the, that mysterious voice that you hear in the dark that's, you know, kind of steering the story or, you know, playing the narrator or just kind of framing things. So I wanted to do a whole episode on just, you know, famous DJs from movies and TV, either ones that actually made an appearance on a show or something. Right. Or ones that that were created in the show. Right. And, you know, it, it's one of those things, some of them just had the voices that you'll never forget. Um, so I kind of made a list of it. I know these guys have kind of done a little bit of homework on it too. 
Uh, well, but uh, one of us has. <laughs> but uh, I just thought one of us is completely flying by the seat of his pants yeah, here. Fair so. enough. Fair enough. But uh, Wait, which one would that be? Yeah, I can't uh, which, which person would that be? I can't it's, imagine. It's me. I left all my stuff at home. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, well, I have not, a list. I've been watching because, movies and yeah. television. Well, Dave's not wearing pants, so we know that it's <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, even going back to my college radio days, I very rarely wore pants. Well, there you go. <laughs> In that case, we're glad you're on Zoom. And not in the room, so <laughs> we but, are going to have. A, I, I would get to the a, college. Uh, we are going to have a reenactment of the rocker here in a minute. So oh yes, <laughs> which is another topic I, get, we need to talk yes, about. So definitely. <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and get. I, I would get to the college station, yeah. and it would. I worked at nine to midnight shift. Nobody I was the only came one in, there, and yeah. it was usually hot in the studio. So I, you know, I was. You know, let's just take oh, those pants off right now. We won't talk about the things that happened in that DJ booth. Well, and, see, and, I, <laughs> and I know that both both Dave and Alan have had some experience right. in a radio booth. My One of my exes was a radio DJ mm-hmm. for a lengthy period of time. So okay. I kind of knew my way around there a little bit. And well, it was just, it's it's one of those magical places that you, absolutely. if you've never actually been in one, oh. you always have this image in your mind of what goes on in those places, you know? Well, you know, okay, before we get into it, you know, yeah. that's a whole, like, going back to WKRP in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that show as a kid and thinking that would be the coolest job absolutely. ever. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. Sit around and play music all day. Now, obviously, whenever Dave and I especially got to really, it was like, oh, you mean there's a lot more to this than just, oh, yeah. just playing music, you know? And I do know fr- from knowing people who were DJs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's, yeah, you go in, you work your four-hour shift or whatever, but then there's a lot of production right. that you have to a do lot before of editing, and after. A lot of stuff and, like that. Yeah, and so it's, 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 it's a full job. It's well, not just going in there. And, and it's slowly be- and surely becoming a dying job oh, absolutely. now. Because, it's all automated. You well, know? more and more of getting them automated, or as I've heard it called, jock in a box, yeah. where it's really kind of replacing that element. And I know that, you know, when the three of us were growing up, that was part of the, the, the mystique well, was, you know, you DJs had that local could, DJ that was yeah. just the coolest thing ever. But DJs could break well, music, been, you know? Yeah. I mean, that was literally, oh, like yeah. that was a thing well, that... Alan Freed. Yes, Alan absolutely. Alan Freed was the first one to really start breaking yeah. records. He yeah. didn't do it Out legally. Of Philadelphia. No. Yeah, it wasn't legal the no, way he did it, no, but, you know, but, hey. <laughs> well, he was he's one of those DJs that is always referenced as one of those influential DJs, but he was also one of those rule breakers who also right. got caught up in a payola. The payola. Yeah. Strangely uh, enough, him and Dick Clark were the two big ones yes. that got busted in payola. Out of L.A. Yep. Uh-huh. yep. And, and Dick Clark came out you know, pretty well squeaky clean, and Alan Freed's career went down the tube yeah, after he, that. Yeah, he so. died of alcoholism. Yeah, you know, that penniless. Was, well, yeah, because. That's because Dick Clark sold his soul to the devil. Yeah, well, you know, he didn't hey, age so. until he had his stroke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, Brian Seacrest took over his soul. So it's okay. Yeah. Christina P. Yeah. I can't remember her last. She's got a big, long Polish last name. But mm-hmm. then she just goes by Christina P. She's a comedian. Has got a really, really funny and completely, like, um, not kind bit about the last years of Dick Clark being on the New Year's Eve. Oh, it was hard to watch. <laughs> I know. It was so she hard could, to watch. She compared him she compared him to a dog that needed to be put down two years ago that you just can't bring your heart to do it. And it's God like... love him. I mean, it just it didn't work. But in his heyday, oh, I, know. I mean a I know. lot of a lot of people are familiar with him from like American Bandstand right. and stuff. But I remember watching him on American Bandstand yeah. in the afternoons on Saturday. Absolutely. You know, but a... you know, to to hear him on the radio was a totally different story because I, I actually got a chance to catch some of his right. radio shows and and 
he knew how to command. I, there was a few times where he had stood in for like Casey Kasem on right, American right. Top 40. And just hearing his command of a microphone and keeping your audience into it, he was so good mm-hmm, at what yeah. he did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was wrong. It wasn't L.A. It was Philly. He it was, was Philly. Yeah, he was out of Philly. Kick, he yeah. was yeah, on one of the... That's where Bandstand was out of. Bandstand was out of it, yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. But you're, you're talking about DJs. They weren't just, you know, breaking music and, and personalities. They were also part of the, you know, the social movements that happened during, true. you know, yeah. the 40s and the 50s and the 60s. Well, that was uh, the whole I'm, thing. Alan Freed started playing DJs, black musicians, yeah. you know, and that was a, well, oh, you can't do this. So mm-hmm. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. You know, DJs were very much the punk rockers on the, the announcer's side. Uh, from the music side because these are guys that were pushing the boundaries they were you know breaking the rules they were moving you know the social conscious forward well and the interesting thing bean counters and the marketers got involved and they ruined everything like they do uh, they ruined it like they do everything else and if you really want to just kind of do a deep dive on things go through and look at what celebrities actually did do radio djing at one point in time the one that still throws me Ronald Reagan was a DJ. Oh, wow. That, I could see that. And it, it, see that. It, there's a story about he was doing um, uh, sports commentary for Chicago Cubs radio. And he was in California. They were sending him the information from Chicago to try to broadcast the game. Oh, yeah. Well, the problem was the transfer, the, the, the information was getting transferred and it was getting delayed. Oh. So he had to sit there and stall on a game. So he was basically making up a game as he was nice, going through. Nice. They finally had to call Chicago and get them on the phone to get the information on how the game finished. <laughs> so it's wow. hilarious to read some of these things. You know, but, Dave, uh, again, you know, Dave and I went, were at college, you mm-hmm. know, with communications. Right. Did you were you a communications major or no, Dave? Yeah, my okay. my associate's okay. degree was in yeah okay because I, I know we were taking communication television radio. we were doing communication classes yeah and uh, Mr E shout out to Mr E we've talked about him quite a bit on here he was the guy that ran WVCP mm-hmm. up there for years and years he retired a couple uh, year before last and um, but he in our um, I can't remember which class it was now it wasn't mass com it was. Um, was it advertising? No. That was actually one of my favorite classes. No, was it was the, the other one that you and I had class. together. Um, I don't remember what it was. Production? Uh, no, the other one, uh, the last time we were in school together. I know we were in school together many times over the years because I kept <laughs> dropping out and coming back, and Dave was always there. <laughs> and, uh, and <laughs> He's wrong for that, but, but he's not wrong. But I'm not yeah. wrong, exactly. Uh, but we, he had us watch... Um, it was it, it's a um, a Ken Burns documentary mm-hmm. called Empire of the Air. Yes, which is all That's about the amazing. early. It is so good. I had never. I didn't even know it existed until we sat I there watching. I was like, Oh my god, this is so good. Say you know? what you want about Ken Burns, because I guy, love his documentaries. Some of his man. stuff's really good. Some yeah. of it will put you to sleep. Yeah, but that yeah. one is really good. Um, the one on country music is amazing. I still have not seen that it's one. I need to watch really that. Good. The so. one on baseball. Is one yeah. of my favorites. Well, the one he did about jazz in the early two yeah. thousands was really good. Was really of course, good everybody too. the Civil War, you know. Yeah, that one kind of drug on. And a lot. I'll be honest, the one that I didn't really get the, into the one was he did the World on War. Baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, he did one about was it World War Two? Uh, um, I believe so. I, I could not get into that. Well, one. The, and, it's, and it's I think part of that also had to do with the fact that 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 has been 
that subject matter has been tread so many times that it's like you're really not bringing anything new to this whatsoever. You know know the Ken Burns documentary drinking game, right? No. You have to take a shot every time they do a fly-in for a picture. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, you'll be hammered (laughs) 20 minutes into the game. It's like trying to watch the the original Star Wars trilogy and taking a drink every time Luke Skywalker whines because you never make it past Dagobah. I mean, it's just... (laughs) The the thing... Yeah, no kidding. You're talking about the the Ken Burns photo fly-in? Yes. That became so prevalent that it's actually it's actually a photo uh, movement an actual labeled movement in some video editing (laughs) it's called the ken Ken burns Burns effect that's awesome it's called the the ken burns effect that is awesome so yeah since all three of us i'm guilty i've used it (laughs) since all three of us have seen it we we're going to go on record is is suggesting go and check out ken burns empire of the air yes it is is really really very i mean it's especially all of the who invented radio you know because yeah. you, you you got tesla you got marconi yeah. you got I me mean, all these guys that just like oh my god we well know, and it's see how so it it's such a mess and you know? what it affected and you know going from radio to shortwave to right. all of these to fm th- to fm fm you know? was mean, a whole big thing that's you know? that was the, the guy that movement. actually created fm wound up killing himself because yep. they pretty much stole it from him yep you know so yeah, yeah. so and, and at one point they were trying to develop um um like stereo for AM that they were stealing from FM and yeah. they could just never get it yeah, off the right. ground. Cause by that point everybody had switched over and they weren't really going to make yep. the transition back to AM. Right. Right. All right. Well, since, okay. since, since we're uh, 12, since we're going oh, 13 in minutes in already, <laughs> well, then, uh, <laughs> we've already kind of started talking about the, the first one that I had on my list. So let's go ahead and get it out of the way. The show WKRP in right, Cincinnati, because right. it had some great DJs. Of course, Venus Flytrap. That's my we, man right you there. Had <laughs> Venus Flytrap, who was uh, played by yep. Tim Reed. Right. You had Dr. Johnny Fever. Yes. That was played by Howard Hessman. Um, yeah, Les Nessman. He was the news Les guy. Nessman I know. Was the news but it was guy. Like, yeah. uh, those were the three winner of the Buckeye Award. Yes. Right. How many years? <laughs> oh my gosh! Those were the ones that really just kind of oh, set the it off. humanity. Oh, that had so many great stories in it. And the the interesting thing about this that show, episode is still oh the turkey episode. I have seen that so many times, and it still makes me laugh uncontrollably every time. Just the dead I, hand. I, I posted every Thanksgiving. I know you every do. Thanksgiving. I post a video well, from YouTube. And everybody talks about that one, but there's another episode that no one really talks about that was really the first one that I remember where it hit home to a series. About the Who concert? The Who concert in Cincinnati where they they, had general admission seating and people got crushed. Yeah, four people died in that and and they were sponsoring it. Yeah. Which, uh, there's not an actual WKRP, you know, but but it's one of those, but in in their universe, they were sponsoring the concert. And just the the aftermath of it. And that was real. That actually happened. Right. And it was was the first time that I can remember, Granted, I was a kid, but it's the first time I can remember a show, actually, a, a sitcom addressing a real life right. scenario. Because that was before the very special episode yes. became yeah. real, this real was prominent. And it was kind of came out of left one. field, yeah. and you're like, oh my God, right. this, is, yeah. this is legit. Right. All right. I'll well, tell you another, hold on before we, yeah. another one of my favorite WKRP. Uh, episodes is the one where they brought the state trooper in to do uh, oh the alcohol the alcohol thing and Johnny Fever kept saying alcohol doesn't affect me you and know he it just getting faster he kept getting faster with the bell with, yeah and, and Venus is and, over and there just falling over drunk Venus and, is yeah. like Johnny comes in he hits the button and Venus is like and they're off <laughs> <laughs> he kept, but the whole thing he he, he 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 quote unquote thought that he was drunk because he came walking through the uh, through the um, 
the the main hallway. Yep. And there was a fish painting the the WKRP sign, which was actually the logo. It was actually the mascot from a rival mm-hmm. <laughs> a rival station that that snuck oh in. Oh my gosh! I just I, that one was still one of my favorites. All right, Dave. But the more alcohol, the more alcohol he drank, the sharper he the got. Faster the faster he got. Yeah, he got. And he, yeah, the guy kept just... saying, "It is impossible for this to be going on." <laughs> All right, Senor. What is uh, what's your first one there? Hi, Snoopy. Uh, the first one. he's got oh, his whole head in puppy. now yeah yeah hey you know hey. better until we get um, video I'm, you guys have no idea but but dave dave is on zoom and his dog is like he's poking his head in the room like can i come in so can are I you come done in? yet are you done yet are you done yet <laughs> unlike nope. my dogs who so, just like throw themselves right in the middle of everything you, to hear them on, on the air every once in a while so that's because I make mine behave a little bit. Yeah, First I one I'm mm. going to pull out is uh, <laughs> I'm a Pirate free, Radio. I'm a free-range oh. parent. Oh, yes. I have not seen this. I know which one, what movie you're talking about, but I well, have not seen this. Okay, so. so do you have the cast or do you want me to read it? No, go right ahead. Okay, so you had The Count that was played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm-hmm. You yep. have, uh, was it Gavin that was Reason Fonz? Gorgeous had, Gavin whatever his Yeah, I can't remember was. his name. You had just Bob. That was Ralph Brown. Yep. Uh, Simon, which is Chris O'Dowd, and for those of you who don't know Chris O'Dowd, watch Chris some, O'Dowd. Uh, watch the TV show The IT Crowd, yep. and um, Carl, his which co- was his, well, his his co-star from The IT Crowd was also on that. Oh, Richard Ananias. She was, po- yes, yeah. No, no, oh, no, 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 uh, no. Uh, Jen, uh, the female. Yeah, I can't remember what her name is. Uh, she but, she actually plays the cook on the ship. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. But um, basically, Dave, go ahead and tell the story of what this what this movie is about. So this this is a story that's based in the um, '60s, back when Great Britain was still not playing rock and roll on the air. And you know, we're talking about Beatles, Jimi Hendrix, Grateful Dead. This is all stuff. And in order to combat that you had all these pirate radio stations popping up, but they were basing themselves on ships just outside into international waters. So they couldn't be mandated. Broadcasting it back into Great Britain. And this is a story about a particular ship that and its gang of pirate broadcasters. Lunatics. Their gang of lunatics. Lunatics. (laughs) And their lunatic leader... Who is running the show? <coughs> the count. You know, broadcasting back. Yeah, no, that wasn't the count. Oh no, it no, was, no. Um, um, what's his name? I uh, can't think of it now. It was Bill Nye's character. Yes. And this is probably my favorite character that Bill Nye does. Yeah. But I mean, it's hard to find a movie that Philip Seymour Hoffman's in that's not just at least worth watching. But this one was so good, and it's just one of those ones that kind of flies below radar. But if you get the chance, I believe it's streaming in a couple of places. It's definitely it's a good Saturday afternoon watch. I actually ended up renting it on uh, YouTube, uh, Voodoo. Sorry, oh, okay. Voodoo. Nice. Um, on that, before we get into, hold on. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a great book called 40 Watts from Nowhere, A Journey into Pirate Radio. I've heard of this. I haven't read it yet. I read this, but I read this book 15 years ago or so. Yeah. Um, it's by Sue Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she ran. She originally was based out of San Francisco, and her and she ran a pirate radio station out of her apartment. It was called uh, KPBJ. Okay. And then she got a job, like a regular job, in in um, L.A. And then she she started KBLT 
from her apartment there. <laughs> That's a great name. Yeah, and it's really cool because it's one of those things where you're like, you know, she she ran like 24 hours a day, so she would have people come into her apartment that, you know, would, would do time, you know, right. certain times and that kind of stuff. And she talks about like coming home one night and like the Chili Peppers are sitting in her living room doing an interview, nice. <laughs> you know, and all this stuff. It's like, it's a really cool, it's one of those books though that like, it ends abruptly, but it ends only the because it's a real life story, right? You know? And it's like, oh yeah, this is kind of the only way this story could go down because basically, Bill Clinton signed into laws against all that stuff, stuff and they they raided the her. 90, the ninety six, yeah, Haitian Act of nineteen ninety six. Telecommunications yep. Act of nineteen ninety six that absolutely ruined the landscape yep. of radio and, they, and broadcasting. And it was in it was within a few months of that being signed mm-hmm. that. She came home and the feds were in her living room, you well, know, and that was, uh, yeah. That's a great segue uh-huh. to my next one, unless you have one. Is sir. it Happy Harry Hard On? It is Happy Harry Hard On. <laughs> that would be from the Pump movie. Up the Volume. Pump that's the right. Volume. We have talked about Pump Up the Volume. We are big fans of Pump Up the that Volume on this show. A, I, I, okay, I have a confession to make. Pump Up the Volume was the very, very first time that I had ever heard Leonard Cohen. And yeah. hearing everybody, everybody knows, knows, I know, oh my I know, God, that I know. was such a good song for that. You know, that was okay. Bump that up the movie, volume was one of those places that introduced Leonard Cohen to a lot of yes, people. Yes, very much so. Now, I had been introduced to him a little earlier than that, but I didn't get into him heavy until that movie. Yeah, that was that was definitely my introduction to Leonard Cohen. That was actually my introduction to quite a bit of music well yeah because um, i mean that soundtrack is just incredible oh, I, know, I mean you've got know. you know you have the beastie boys you right. have um uh, uh, uh concrete blonde right doing a cover of leonard cohen yeah and the I, one I still that, like leonard cohen's version the one that i find so well, you've also got soundgarden <laughs> soundgarden's on there. Um, there you've got um you've got um urban dance squad is on there yes. you've got um yep. there's one in particular that i i, I kind of get a giggle at because we we're, oh you got was it's Hil- it's henry rollins and um oh they're, they're doing the pump up the I mean the uh, pump out the jams yeah, cover uh, the, um, the MC5 yeah, yeah it's, it was uh, uh, bad brains bad brains what it is that's bad right. brains yeah, and yeah. Henry Rollins doing kick out the jams yeah kick out the jams but right. the the one that I love and and this is just the music geek in me um, there's a you know we we live in Nashville or around the Nashville area for the most part and that's a very big Christian contemporary scene right. with the music well there's a group that was named Chagall Guevara. That hasn't sung on that soundtrack. <laughs> okay, and I was just—it it blew my mind because the the lead singer is a guy named Steve Taylor, who's oh at, Steve Taylor. I know yes, Steve Taylor. Steve okay. Taylor was the lead singer ah, okay. of, of Chicago. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So. And uh, you know, going back and listening to it, I was like, Steve oh my Taylor's God. such an oddball dude. He's, he oh, I st- okay. One of my favorite stories on him was he did an interview one time um, aside Amy Grant, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, <laughs> I of, can only imagine how this people. is going to go. <laughs> and you know, the, the the interview's finished, and, and this was like late late 80s or something yeah, like that probably so um amy turns to steve and says uh you know steve i'd like to say i really like your music but it kind of scares me mm-hmm. and steve without missing a beat looks and goes well you know amy i'd like to say i kind of like your music at least all the songs that don't have the word baby in it <laughs> wow that would have been early 90s yeah yeah, yeah. so I, that's so here's but so- that's the whole thing okay before we get into steve taylor just this is our, our little side note for this one steve taylor Although he has the the Christian moniker on, yes. on all of his stuff, is not your typical Christian. Far like, from it. Especially c- Christian musician, because blo- he has. Steve Taylor is one of those dudes that will unironically go out like 
will find like the most atheist band out there and be like, hey man, you mind if I go on tour with you? Yeah. And just like and was ultra cool about yeah, it. And just like I don't yep. yeah, that's fine. You can trash me all you want to from the stage. It's well, fine. It's and <laughs> the irony of all of it is just look at some of the song titles this man had. Jesus uh, is for losers. Jesus always stands for losers. For, stands out for me. So. Great song too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh was it I blew up the clinic real good? Yeah. Uh, meltdown at Madame Tussauds. Yeah, was I know. Another one. And I know. And it's just like it's one of those things. You're like, this is a Christian artist. And my like, personal right? favorite, the lament of Desmond R. G. Underwood, Frederick the <laughs> Fourth. And the only reason why I remember anything about that song was the opening line I used as a signature on my emails for years, mm. and it was quote. The news of my impending death came at a really bad time for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the soundtrack of yes. this movie in particular. So you've got, art, of course, we've already mentioned uh, Leonard Cohen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also had MJ-12. You had Richard Hell. Oh, Richard, Richard Hell. Hell. That's that. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You had Bad Brains with Henry Rollins. Right. Yes. You had uh, Chet Powers. You had the Pixies. You had the Descendants. Yep. You yep. had Descendants Sonic was on there Beastie too. Boys. I remember the Peter Beasties. Murphy. Oh, Cowboy Junkies. Yes. Ivan Neville. Oh, my gosh. Ivan Neville. Now, is this uh, the actual Freedom... official, or is this like all the music that's no, actually featured? No, this is just the movie, that, this, this is the movie that was in the movie. The music, music okay, yeah. Because yeah. like, um, I know that, that the, the deeper, the uh, Urban Dance Squad, Urban Dance Squad song, uh, Living in the Fast Lane, is yeah. on there, but it's not on the soundtrack. No. But it's there's in a, there's the movie. There's a lot of them that were so, in the movie. Yeah. I don't think... Um, Freedom of... Freedom of Speech from James Brown, Cold One, yeah, yeah. Seven Um, and Lay Law. You had Soundgarden, you had Concrete Blonde, you had Was Not Was. Yes, Dad, Hello, I'm, I'm in jail. jail. Uh, I like it. And, and everybody knows Was Not Was from Walk the Dinosaur. Yes, you know? but they had. <laughs> so, I, I know, know so all over the place. Good. You had Liquid Jesus. You know, it's. Oh, man. I mean, this is an all-star. Who's, who was the band that had the song on that about um, uh, Cookie Puss? You know the 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 Charvel or Carvel uh, ice cream thing. Oh, it, no, oh, no uh, you you must have talked over me because it was Tale of the Twister from Chargel Guevara. Guevara, yeah. That was the the cookie that's, puss that's one. That's the okay. So that's the uh, yeah. That's Steve that's Taylor. Steve Taylor. Yeah. So all right, Dave. The, nice. the name of the name of the song was Tale of the Twister. Tale of the Twister. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Happy Harry Hardon. Absolutely a must. His, that's a must. All right, Dave, what's your next one? Diet Cherry Pepsi and <laughs> talk talk to me. Talk to me. Okay. Uh I've that seen is this. the fictionalized story of uh Petey Green from W O L. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's um the, um the DJ the DJ that started out as an ex con and basically bullied his way into being a DJ. With, who is the uh, actor? Dewey uh, I don't remember. I can see it. Hold on, I'm pulling it up here. But I remember that one because that but, was where you start to segue into a lot of the talk radio stuff. You know? Right. Um, well, he was playing music, but he was also doing the talk. He basically invented that 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 genre. Don Cheadle. And Don Cheadle. He, yeah. Yeah. Don Cheadle. He he was the one who was on the air who announced um, Martin Luther King being shot. Right. And he's almost single handedly credited with getting. Of getting the riots in D.C. to stop. Yeah. He's the one that James Brown called while he was on the air. Is like, look, we're doing a free concert at Georgetown. Yes. I want you to come announce this. it. And, you know, and it's it's a it's a great movie about a guy's it's a fictionalized story about a, a, an actual real DJ that and it, you know, it was part of the movement back then. It really does represent the power that a DJ had, you know, the, the way to, yes. to command right, an audience. Right. And that was a great one for it. 
Um, you want to jump in on any of these? Or you want me to just keep going? Because I'm looking at you. I, you know, I, I have. <sighs> he didn't do his homework. <clears throat> I have a couple of them, but they're okay. And one of them is, and she's just credited as DJ from the Warriors. Oh, Lynn Thigpen. Lynn Thigpen, yes, that plays her. And, and it's one of those things that, like, from the if I remember seeing that movie when I was young, and you know, being very, you know. T- uh, taken with her voice yes and then years later watching a movie and being like wait i recognize that voice oh, I'll do you, you one know better and she, she was the chief on where in the world is yes, carmen san diego yes, yes she was you know and it, but it's one of those things where like then going back and watching it later yes and being like oh i know the face because you only ever see her lips you only see all her, you ever you see know, her against the microphone her right where she's moving the, exactly the and it's one of those things where you know it, it's really she's kind of in a way telling the tale of what's going on, well, you know, she, with through, she's kind of working like a narrator. Exactly. In, in reality, you know, of like where they are at this point, what's to this going point, on, to this point, you know, exactly, where they're trying you know? to get to and telling the story on it. And it was so well done with her because right. like you said, you don't see anything about her. Nope. All you see is the lips, which it kind of plays again to that, that DJ mystique. You right, don't see right. them. You only hear them. Right. So, you know, it allows her to be sexy. It allows her to be scary. It allows her to be, informative it allows her to play this role of just kind of this not and let's be honest person you know lynn thigpen's got a sexy voice she okay, does i'm sorry she does absolutely <laughs> like i i, I would i kind of like kind of like mike rowe i would listen to her read the phone book yes sir know, yes sir well, all right so i'm going to segue into my next right. one then because kind of along that same line where you have a dj that's essentially dictating what's going on mm-hmm. super soul from vanishing point Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Now, okay. Now we're going to talk about nihilism. Okay. Oh, so <laughs> there's something about it because it's Cleavon Little. Yes. And it, the, the, the whole story of Vanishing Point, if you take all of the stuff out of it and just go into it saying, this is a damn good car movie. Yes. It's about a guy basically racing across the country. Right. You know, for reasons. For reasons. And, uh, <laughs> we're not going to get into the, yeah, the reasons. Exactly. You know. <laughs> But he's racing across the country, and the only person that's kind of joining him, so to speak, on this mm-hmm. is the DJ, the DJ on the radio. Right, right, right. And he's kind of giving him heads up yeah, on oh. where there's police, you know, activity and stuff like that. And again, Cleavon Little. Oh, yeah. Great voice for yes. radio, man. Yes. You know? And you know, just, everybody knows him from Blazing Saddles, yes. you know, but and as well as so many other things. Yeah. But but definitely that that voice for radio. And just absolutely. played the coolness factor. Absolutely. So much absolutely. To, the, to the rafters. I mean, I have seen Vanishing Point exactly. One time, <laughs> you've met the quota, <laughs> and you know. And what's funny is that I had to like when I saw that movie, I had mm-hmm. to bootleg it because yeah, it was not available. Find. It's hard. It's like these the days. It's not that. It's, it's not that. Find. It's not that difficult to find now. I mean, but yeah. but at the time, like in the early two, late nineties, early two thousands, it was like you could not find that anywhere. And uh, my, so, my my little reference point for anyone that is, you know, of a younger age and they need to know what the hell we're talking about with Vanishing Point, if you watch the movie Death Proof. Okay. There is they do a tribute to that. They do. The white car that they're yes. driving through that is the Vanishing Point car. Yes. That's the car that was it in Kowalski? Was that the character's name? Uh, hold on. I he's driving off the top of my head. Yeah, he's driving that across country and that's why they big the the uh what's her name the I can't remember the actress's name. Chloe, you're talking about Chloe Bell. Yes, she just completely geeks out Kowalski, about it. Yeah, yeah. Which you know that. All right, before we move on, I want to get into that because uh, Death Proof is actually on my list mm-hmm. because um, 
uh, what's her name? Uh, Sydney Portier. Which, yes, it's Sydney Portier's daughter. His mm-hmm. name's Sydney Portier. Plays a DJ. Oh, really? Yeah, you remember that? I, that was the whole thing. Um, she plays Jungle Julia. Oh, the what? Where she's requesting the song by the band that had like six names. Right, but you know it's that whole thing that like you know when they're driving and they're going to the bar. Yep. They're you know every time they see her. Her her um, billboard. Oh you know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's the whole thing with like, <laughs> she said on the air that if you go up to her friend and say the certain thing that she'd give him a lap dance, you right. know, type stuff. So it's like, yeah. So it's, it, it, it again goes back to that whole radio thing. Absolutely. So yeah. All right, Dave. What do you got? It's my favorite DJ from KBHR FM in Sicily, Alaska. I knew, I knew Dave. <laughs> Chris I, in I'm the morning. Surprised, I'm surprised you did Chris not leave with this immediately because I know how how much of a man crush you have on Chris. Hey, so I, I love this show. Oh yeah, I, I loved um, Northern Exposure, um, but part of the reason why I loved it was because of Chris and that. I've always had a love affair with DJs. I've always wanted to, you know, be in radio and do that thing. I've just never had, you know, any success at it. And now right. we're podcasting. And, which, oh, and now we're podcasting. Yeah, which is essentially the same thing in a yeah. lot of ways. So, well, more on the old style. But, you know, yeah, we're the non-regulated stuff. Yeah, the non-regulated. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, for now. Damn the man. The new pirate radio. Damn the man. So, but. Yeah. But yeah, Snoopy I, made his break. <laughs> he did. He's in here. He's got his he head finally, in my lap He now. finally was like, all right, I'm going to make hey, it in. <laughs> buddy, get out. I, but Come before on. we before we move, because I know there's actually a lot to unpack with, with Northern Exposure oh, and Chris. Such a good show. Uh, what good I was going to say before, though, uh, pump up the volume. Yes. Um, I... 100% credit pump up the volume for what we're doing now. Oh, absolutely. A whole generation of, of like, you know, of like, oh, you mean there's this uh, there's this new technology that we can use to get our voices out there? Well, and now if you remember at the end of it, well, that was the take whole back point. The, yeah, I that know. Was take back point, the airwaves. Yeah. I know. I know. That was the whole. Well, you also saw a major spike in pirate radio happen after that movie happened. Yeah. And and we can all thank... Um, Happy Harry uh, Hardon. Adam Curry at this point. No, oh, Adam the pod Curry co- for yeah, the podcast pod co- with Podfather. Yeah. Yep. The Podfather for cre- him and a couple other guys creating a technology that now allows everybody to do it. And literally everybody in the world now is starting their own podcast. Right. And and you know what? In a way bad, that's you know, it's a, Well, I will say it's a good thing and I'll say why. Because it in I, a way it's kind of the, the most wa- part, yes. it's kind of the Wild West. I'm yes. not gonna lie. Still. Which is funny because this is a twenty year thing. Yep. And it's still considered the Wild West, which is weird. But you know, in the same token, it's it really gives everybody the opportunity to if you think you have something unique to right. say, gives you the the platform to do it. I will say this though. And I uh, believe me, I am not an elitist whatsoever when it comes to any form of of communication. And, right. You know, it's kind of the same thing though with podcasting that's happened with music and the internet, mm-hmm. where say what you will about the way things were done prior to the internet, because we all have gripes about the record right. industry and that kind of stuff. At least they did kind of curate stuff down to presumably the better of everything True. whereas it's kind of the same thing now with with podcasting where it's like you know what 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 do we got now there's what there's over a million podcasts out there so now to say that there's over a million podcasts is is kind of a misnomer because there's only like a few hundred thousand active podcasts True. but there's also a few hundred thousand podcasts that you have to wade through to find 
And believe me, I've done it. Yeah. I mean, believe me, I, I, ha- I have done it. I listen to an ungodly amount of podcasts. Same here. And it's still one of those things where, and I, I add stuff all the time that doesn't make the cut eventually yeah. you know where i'm like no i'm no yeah i, I can't i but can't do this you know I, and, and i look at it very similarly to like going to a bookstore yes you know, there's billions of books exactly and, yeah, and you're going to go through and look at titles and say eh, yeah you know, and then there's going to be that one that just catches your eye and you're going to go right. okay this looks interesting let me dig down into this right and you may stay with that author or you may say this sucks and i'm going to move on to something or they, else. they had one good book or something right like, I mean, exactly that, yeah, you know, we've, how many, all, we've done that plenty how of many podcasts have you heard that had one great episode and oh the i know rest of them you're just i know good, you know? i know i know so all anyway right. so yeah. okay anyways back to sicily yes back to sicily alaska dave yeah, this, this is your cue. Uh, <laughs> I, I announced my show and you guys okay. run off. You, you guys run off on a totally different tangent on me. So you know, you what am love I us for it though. Um, this show would but, not exist yeah, his, if it weren't for tangents. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so basically, his he he had no format. He played whatever he wanted to right. play, mm-hmm. and he mixed it in with his own physiological uh, philosophical musings. You know, about life and about nature. And, you know, he would read sections from poetry and so if you're ever um, wondering what you do, if you're ever wondering what you do with a liberal arts degree. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I feel attacked right now. I say that having a liberal arts degree. (laughs) Well, I I feel very attacked right now. But to kind of play off of what you were saying there, Dave, it reminded me a lot hearing him just kind of going off on just randomness. It, it had that college radio feel. Very much It so. had that, that um, yeah. public access kind of feel to it, oh, you know? Man. Which, yes, Which, exactly. if you like that kind of stuff, it's 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 gold for you. I Talk mean, about the Wild West when public access oh, yeah. really yeah, yeah, hit yeah, yeah. the 80s, man. And I'm sorry, you have to love any any TV show that, you know, ends a funeral by flinging a dead body into a lake using a trebuchet. Yes. There's something very yes. cool yes. about that. Yes. Yeah, yes. and you know when they got rid of the original doctor and brought in the new doctor, the whole show kind of went yeah, down it went downhill. At that point, I was not a fan. No. All right, you got another one, Alan? Uh, hold on. <laughs> I'll let you steal I'm, off my list if you want. No, I've got it here. I just because I'm kind of in my head going through like, uh, um, <laughs> this one is going to be one of those where Dave goes, "What are you? What is wrong with you?" Um. What are you doing, Dave? He's typing. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I should have muted my mic for that. I'm, I'm going with Jack from the Fisher King. Ooh. Good choice. <laughs> Good I, choice. I, I would not have thought of that, but that's, yeah. I can't. Basically what happens, it's Jeff Bridges. And, and he's, he's kind he's, of a shock yeah. jock. He's kind of a shock jock. And he one night, this is early in the, in the movie, He's talking about this new "quote unquote" yuppie bar mm-hmm. that's open, or you know, whatever. And he says somebody should go in there. He basically says somebody should go in there with a shotgun and take care of of all these yuppies. Or whatever. And that's exactly and somebody what does, and it winds up that Robin Williams' wife was one of the people that was killed. Of course, he loses his job. He, lo- you know, all that kind of loses stuff. his mind. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. talking, but I'm talking. Uh, Jack, oh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, yeah, loses his job and everything, and he's you know held liable for it and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, and it is that kind of. That movie came out in what 1990 or 91, somewhere in there, and it's one of those that like someone I'm sure that will come up eventually. Howard Stern was kind of I have him on my list. Yeah, Howard Stern was at 
almost at the height of his power at the time. It, it, his peak would actually come a few years after that, mm-hmm. but he was definitely one of those, like, even though we didn't get Howard Stern around here at the time, we all knew who he was. Right. Well, you had him, you had, um, who was the, the other big one that was up in New York that, um, Howard Stern was was fighting. Oh, with. it's about Don Imus. Don Imus yeah. was another big one. I mean, I have I have feelings on Don. Imus. Oh, I'm sure I mean. you do. But uh, <laughs> I always have. But well, the, you you actually don't really get Howard Stern without Don Imus. I agree. Rivalry I agree. At WNBC. Yeah. Is half of what they, yeah. I mean, let's let's make. I mean, let's go ahead and talk about it because I've got both. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and discuss it because I've got both Imus and Stern on my list. Let's let's get them off the list. And you know when he when Stern was at when Stern was at DC 101 and building his bones there Mm -hmm. and then gets hired by WNBC. The height of his his popularity was when he was always fighting with the station owners at WNBC and Don Imus. Yeah, because in the and, the movie they they called him Pig Vomit, but in the in real life he went with what Pig Virus, I think is what he called the the station manager. I, I, I don't know I, something like that. Yeah. yeah, but it was I forget. But w- without that that. <laughs> I don't know that tension between yeah. the the station owner. That's where and a lot Imus, of us discovered really Paul Giamatti. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna brag on myself a little bit because one of the papers we had to write for uh, Mr. E's classes, we had to talk about the future of radio, and Sirius and XM had just come out. Mm-hmm. You know, not long before that class. Back when there were two companies. I, yeah. Yeah, and I had to do a paper over, I forget what it was over, but I did mine over Howard Stern and Shock Jocks and all that. And Mr. E asked me what he thought was going to happen with Stern. I said, well, he's probably going to go to one of the satellite stations. And when he goes to one of the satellite stations, that'll be the beginning of the end for Stern because once Stern has nobody to fight against and he can just do whatever he wants to. right. You know, nobody's. It's not going to be as interesting because part of what made Stern interesting was him pushing the boundaries of what he could actually do. Well, you know, it goes back to again going back to the movie uh, uh, Private Parts, but also from yes. his book and, yeah. and all that, you know, and stuff. Where you know there is that scene where they're like, you know, the average person listens to him. Average Howard Stern fans listens to him so many minutes. Yeah, because and because the reason they want to see what he's he going to say next, and, and the average person who hates Howard Stern listens to him even longer because they want to see what he's going to say next. Yes, yeah. you and know, I mean, and he, yeah, he hit on an element of uh, on one aspect, it was the one person you absolutely love to hate, right? But on the other aspect, it was the ultimate anti-hero in a know? lot of ways. He, he you was know, he was Stone Cold Steve Austin before Stone Cold Steve Austin. In a know? lot of ways, you know, the thing with it, I. Yes, that's my wrestling reference. I know. There we go. Well, I'm sure there will be plenty more. (laughs) I have never had a whole lot of love for Howard Stern in general. Hit or miss with me. It's it's, it's one of those things that the couple of times that I did catch his show, Mm -hmm. like when I was out of town or something, like, oh, look, Howard Stern's on the radio. And it's like, this is kind of boring. Like The the, the, the stuff that happens in between his shock moments, boring as all hell. I mean, it was a lot of just like talking of, you know, hey, what's going on? Hey, do we, are they coming in? Are are we sure this is going to happen? I didn't have lunch today. Yeah, I mean, just that kind of stuff. And and then also the fact when he got his television show on uh, E, 
you yeah. know. And of course, everybody used to watch it because you know this is in the days before the internet had free porn everywhere. Yeah. And it was one of those things where it was a again, it was kind of shocking, even though it came on at midnight on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was still one of those things where it's like, oh wow, they, they're bringing in centerfolds and porn stars and yeah. this and that, you know, and all these these crazy characters and stuff. But it was still one of those things where I sit there and watch it, and I was just like. Howard Stern is somebody that, like, if I knew him personally, we would not be friends at all. Yeah. You know, and I just I was like never. I I was never a fan of Howard Stern. No, I've, no. I've never really I'll, I'll liked get... his show or any of that stuff. Yeah, but he was an interesting case study on how does somebody like that become popular? How do they reach the pinnacle of what they what they're doing? Right. And then when they go for the next step, it ends up falling apart for right. him somewhat because and now he's the, uh, the what, constrictions what on what America's he could do was what was like that. Yeah, uh, but the the constrictions on what he could do and his his um, pushing against those constrictions is yeah. what made the show interesting. And also, with without getting into any politics, some of the statements that he's made in recent months, where it's like, "Oh wow, you sold out completely to the, the well, mainstream, didn't you?" But I'll give you know, okay, I mean, just, so, so I, you know, everybody can crap on Stern a lot, right. and I'm not his biggest fan by any stretch no. of the imagination. But I'll give he's them, an innovator. I mean, no I'll give doubt the man about credit it. about one thing if I give him credit for nothing else, and that is the fact that he is one of the few celebrities in general but specifically you know we'll we'll call it trendsetters or whatever you know know, that admits when he's wrong that will i'll give him that too and does mea culpas and i'll give him that he he and i think that also is a little bit of his appeal yeah over the years because it was one of those things where it was like unlike don imus he was not (laughs) the type of person that would like make a huge mistake on a very public and then setting, just pretend it never happened. And then double down on it. Yes. You know, and it's like, no, Stern. dude, just throw yourself at the mercy or of the say, public listen, opinion and say, I screwed look, up, I screwed you know? up. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going to do better next time. But no, I mean, and, and we, could, we could go through all kinds oh, yeah. of, 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 of DJs, you know, that okay. have done that kind of stuff yeah, over the that years. Screwed you know, up, but, you know. that, that just would not oh, admit yeah. it. So anyway, right. go ahead. So I'm going to go ahead and segue into the next one here, if that's okay. And it's yeah, one of my uh, one of my personal favorites, and okay. I know it's going to put a smile on Adeline's face as soon as oh, I no. say it. Ian the Shark. Ian the Shark. Wow. <laughs> wow. Airheads, baby. Yeah. That's, Airheads, um, baby. Um, that is um, what's his name. Um, that is Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Yes, yes, yes. Joe Montana. Fat Tony from The Simpsons. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, or from he's been in yeah. all kinds of stuff. And, and I love it. An I've always loved Joe Montana. As an actor, I absolutely adore him. I think he could, you know, he can play anything. Absolutely, he really can. He can play a heavy. He can play but then comedy. He can, be, he can play yeah, heavy. But he then can he can be just like the the most lovable goofball you've ever seen in absolutely. your life. You know, and, so. and there's just something special about when you go, you know, when they break into the for those of you that haven't seen the movie it's the movie airheads mm-hmm. and it's all about a three-piece band that's trying to get the lone ranger they're trying to break the, <laughs> how can you be plural of alone, alone I know. but uh, <laughs> they're trying to break in the music business so they figure if they can get their song heard on this popular radio right. sh- uh, station they'll do it so they break in and it's just this irony of well it's a comedy of errors oh very much you so. know it's uh when you figure it's steve buscemi uh brendan fraser and, and adam uh, sandler, adam sandler yeah. is the band they break and I'm the, just going to say this: Brendan Fraser does not get enough respect for the work that he's done in that industry. Agree. That I guy agree, is an agree. But at the same time, when you're doing Dudley Do Right in George of the Jungle, hey, I love George of the Jungle. Back off. <laughs> but I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, he's he's done some. But, family but when you're doing stuff, that, or have, what about Bone Doom or okay, or any fair. number of of stuff where but it's like, you, but then you have uh, you know, works like Bedazzled, which I know was brilliant. he was great. You know, he was great. Did you ever see? Um, 
Gods Doom and Patrol. Monsters. Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Yeah. yeah. Current Gods and Monsters. He was amazing. It, dude, I have seen him do like just some amazing work yeah. over the years. But and there's just but to kind of switch back over to John Montana, yeah. when they get into the radio station and you see Joe Montana and he is the epitome of what we all know as what a real radio DJ looks like. Oh, absolutely. He's older, he's haggard, he's wearing just sluffy clothes, mm-hmm. he's, he's pissed off at everybody. I mean, it's just, yeah, I know. It's, he I mean, hates the music. He hates the music. He hates the music. He was the, the, yeah. tired of being there. What was the band? The Sons of Thunder? Yeah. yeah. You know, and I mean, he's got a beer in yeah. one hand and a bottle of Pepto-Bismol in the yeah, other, you know. Believe, believe me, I'm together, well aware. You know? <laughs> but that, that really just, you know, and then when they finally sit down and start talking, and forces the other the band that's broken in to kind of say, "All right, you got in here. What are you trying to say?" Right. You know. Right. And and there's just something special about he sees this spark, and you see how he just kind of falls back in love with music through the process. Right. Right. And that's why I absolutely love that movie, just because you know I take the three mains out of it just for Joe Montana falling back in hey. love with music. That right there is worth a watch. And for me. and again, it features. A song that I used to always, I used, I didn't always, but there was a good chance that if you were listening to my show, I would open up with which Degenerate, is the Ramones. We want the airways. We want the airways. Yes. I mean, it's and, just and hands down one of the yeah. best cameos in it by Lemmy. Lemmy. That's right. I used to masturbate constantly. Constantly, <laughs> no, I was the head of the school newspaper. <laughs> my God, if Lemmy wrote a new, yeah. I used I want... to play D and D. I played D and D too. Yeah, and it's but just... yeah, that that movie is definitely worth a watch. Absolutely. All right, Dave, you're up. Um, let's see here. Uh, Gross Point Blank. Oh, Debbie in the was it Debbie Debbie oh, Newberry? Yeah, Debbie um, Debbie uh, Newberry. Yep. Mini Driver. Yeah. Hey Debbie Newberry. Hey Debbie Newberry. Hey ne- uh, that's yes. That okay, so for those of you that don't know, my fiance is from Michigan. Mm-hmm. So she has a special love for all things Michigan. Okay. This is one of her favorite movies and it just so happens to be one of mine is as she well. Wolverine? Oh yeah, big time. Uh, she yeah. really hated what happened this year. Yeah, just let's not talk about it. <laughs> hey, I can't say anything. My team got beat too. Yeah, the same exactly. team, so it was <laughs> But uh, but she uh, uh But I Go ahead. I, yeah, I, I love this movie. Yes. The radio station and the music is absolutely a solid character of this movie. Oh yeah. yeah. You you don't you don't get a lot of this movie without the soundtrack and that radio station. Well, and you've got um, such a it, randomness it, it, on the soundtrack too. It it ties back to my love of Northern Exposure. Debbie Newberry and and Chris from Northern Exposure are kind of the same type of DJ. Yeah, I could see that. In different ways, but they're kind of the same type of DJ, and I I just love this mu- this movie because of it. Well, and the soundtrack on that was so good, and she played into it. You know, everything from the Violent Femmes to Reggae to right. Pete Townsend. You know, I mean, it's just Faith No More. Yeah, Guns exactly. Guns and Roses you know? with their cover of uh, the specials, Women Let the Die. The specials are huge. On yeah. Um, um, who did uh, Mirror in the Bathroom? That's uh, the specials. Is it the specials? No, 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 no. no, no, no Mirror in the on. Bathroom I'm was. Double check um, that. I want to say Human League, but that's not right. No. Because uh, um, it was one of those bands that, oh, General Public, I think it may have been. Was it General Public? Yeah. But uh, that just. Or was it Public? No, it wasn't Public, public Image Limited. Um, but they, the, just the, the the way that that soundtrack. English was, Beat. English Eng- well, yeah, Beat. General was, Public and English, English Beat, Beat are basically the same so, band, Yeah. So. <laughs> but uh, just the way that that was put together and how it played off of what was being seen, you know, what you're seeing on the screen was so good. Mm-hmm. And you're right, Dave. I mean, she does have kind of that. 
I don't want to say nihilistic, like, but just very stream of consciousness. I'm going to say whatever the hell I want to say. Like, it's and, like getting uh, Camper Van Beethoven and Cracker mixed up. Yes. Yes. Essentially the same band. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, All right, Alan, you got us another one? Uh, did you ever see uh, Talk Radio? Uh, is that the one with, um, oh gosh. Well, obviously. Eric Bogosian? Uh, yeah, where he basically is playing Howard Stern-like yeah. Yeah. character. Um, which, I think, doesn't he get murdered at the end of that movie, if I'm not mistaken? His yeah. name was Barry Champlain. Yeah, there you list. go. Uh, that one, I have not seen that movie in a long time. Like, I was in high school. It's a it dark was, movie. It really is. It's a you know? dark movie, but and, it, you know, kind of plays, again, off of the whole, you know, talk. Right. Now, at the same time, when I said talk radio, of course, immediately I thought of the television show talk radio With as Bill well. Bill McNeil! Exactly. <laughs> That's on my list um, too, and that is a. Uh, but but yeah, that movie talk radio. I remember seeing that, and again, very nihilistic movie. Yeah, very dark, very, very dark. dark. You know, and well worth a watch. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not a oh it's mo- oh it's, it's a, a Sunday movie. afternoon. I'm going to no. sit down and watch. It's like no 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 no. no, 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 no. You have no. to be yeah. You're you have to be prepared need, for that movie. You almost need to have like a light fluff piece set up to watch afterwards, Pretty just much. to kind of cleanse your Pretty soul much. after so. watching this thing. You know. Yeah. But it's still it's still worth watching, and kind of along those same lines, I'm going to go ahead and throw mine out there uh dave garner in the movie play misty for me that was clint eastwood yeah and wow that, yeah. i hadn't thought about that I had, movie yeah forever. that's funny i yeah I, I i had to do a little bit of mental gymnastics there like, dave garner. oh oh yeah yeah i mean and it's yeah, kind of the same right. idea it's that he plays a dj that gets this obsessive fan that falls right. in love with him and she keeps calling in saying play misty for me right right and it's 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 an interesting take there on you know the thriller slash horror movie where it's you've got this guy who's pretty well you know isolated because he's a dj and then the one way that somebody can get to him is through the phone right so and it's eh. you know there there are plenty of cases of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh, of people that you know listen to these djs and, and become obsessive about it and everything and just well like, All right. while i'm on this let, let, sure, let me rant, let me rant for just a moment here boys, right because i noticed that there was one trope for lack of a better word that mm-hmm. i saw a lot of is that you saw djs being used a lot in horror movies Yes. And it kind of surprised oh, me. Oh, yeah. Like uh, one of my favorites was uh, Stevie Wayne, which was uh, Adrian Barbeau in John Carpenter's The Fog. The, the, yep. Where all you hear yes, is her doing that's this. Right. I mean, that's right. You know, that's you've right. Got that. And, you know, one of my favorite ones, I still say it's the greatest concept of a zombie movie that I've ever heard in my entire life was a movie called Pontypool. It's a lesser known movie, but I'm it's not, definitely yeah, worth definitely. a watch. Um, basically, it takes place in this little radio station in Canada where they get snowed in, and all they're getting are these reports of you know zombie attack kind of things going on outside, and nobody can figure out how it's spreading. And then it, at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, you find out that the zombie virus is being spread through sound. It's like 5G. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those ones that just, I, up until that point, I had, oh, no. I had never thought about it that way, but it was just this really cool concept on a, on a zombie movie. And the fact that it takes place, you know, it's the whole everything's trapped inside of a building. Well, if you're trapped inside of a radio station, what are you going to do? You're going to stay on the air. Right. So right. it's that yep. whole thing of him trying to report what's going on. And it's it's very much... You know, John Carpenter's The Thing. It's very much, you know, any of those movies where everything's happening outside and you're trapped in and you have to survive kind of thing. That's 
That, that's the last thing we need is another movie to become prophecy like Idiocracy. <laughs> oh, God. So. I'm sorry. I'm trying to look up something here because there is a... Well, I'm, I'm going to go on, while you're on. looking up then. Yeah, you go on and go, Dave. Let the man search. Go ahead, Dave. I'm going to go with my next one. Okay. And it was a tribute to the Mexican border blasters. We're talking about Wolfman Jack down on EXERB. I was was thinking about him. I was going to finish with that because he is in... American Graffiti. Ameri- exactly. Which that was, is, that's know, the movie I'm talking about is, is the American greatest, Graffiti. The greatest cameo by an actual DJ I have ever and, seen. And Wolfman Jack is one of those people that more people know who he is yeah. than actually know, have ever actually heard him DJ. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, know, he's become a, a, such an icon. Right. You know, I remember when I was a kid, we went down to Orlando or Kissimmee St. Cloud and Wolfman Jack used to have a restaurant that had the big speakers yeah. on top of it that right. would play his old. Nice. Oh, it was so strange to be, well, you know, nine o'clock at night and hear Wolfman Jack coming at you. You know. Well, I mean, his son is running um, basically his legacy company and a talent company, but they're because he was basically recording all of his shows and having them shipped to Mexico for broadcast. Yeah, because he couldn't play all them of here. his shows. Yeah, all of his shows are on tape, so they're oh. in the process of digitizing all of his shows, and they're actually syndicating the shows out, out to some of these smaller AM radio stations. You know, I actually across that, the country. that would be awesome. To I hear actually Wolfman have Jack recordings of most of my shows and, and, at Vol State, and you can actually <laughs> you can actually listen to some of his shows on like YouTube. You can find them and oh, listen to like complete shows. Well, and and I'll say this: there are very very few DJs in the history of recording that actually have a shout out to them in a popular song. The band the Sugarloaf or the guess who did clap for the Wolfman. The guess who did clap for clap for the Wolfman. And that's all about Wolfman. And you hear him or someone trying to mimic his voice through the yeah, the, the, uh... the song. But the thing that I loved about that movie more than anything else was you have this whole buildup of the mystique of who is this guy, the wolf man, you know, and it's going through yeah. all of this background stuff. And, you know, they're, they're trying to get to the radio station to get his voice out. And then finally the guy walks in, uh, Richard Dreyfus walks in and you see this chubby guy with a mustache sitting there eating a popsicle and that's yep. the whole scene it's like well this is kind of a letdown you know and but you find out later on that that was actually wolfman jack and it kind of goes back to that whole in the shark thing where you're you're yep. you you get this this build up in your head of what these people look like or sound like or what kind you know they've got to be the coolest guy on the planet because of x y or z and then you get there and you find out that they're just another schlub like you are you know, and in a way who loves music and loves yeah. what they did or did right. love what they did. Right. And in a, in a way, that's kind of a, a letdown. But in another way, it's kind of endearing because it's like, OK, well, if they can be this cool, maybe I can, too. You know, OK, I finally found it. All right. What you got? George Jones. Oh, had a song that came out in the 80s called Radio Lover. Yes. That is about i was trying to remember the name of the, of the song is radio lover which is basically about a woman listening to a uh-huh. dj and and you know she will she'll call in and like request songs and, and sending it out to him yep. you know type yeah that's what i was trying to find because you know strangely enough george I, jones and you know yeah i was just listening to another podcast about <laughs> cocaine, george jones cocaine, yeah, cocaine rhinestones yeah. and they talked about <laughs> I know, that very I know, song i know so i know i th- and again shout out to another podcast tyler me and co we do work. it all the time dude Great cocaine work. and rhinestones is such a good 
Good oh yeah. Show. All right. So, so I've got a couple more left here, and uh, you know, we talked a little bit about Bill McNeil, so I'll go ahead and take him off the list, even though. Well, what, one thing I do want to mention about Wolfman Jack is people yes. forget that he was actually the host of Midnight Special. Yes, yes, he was. Which yes, broke he was. so many, many different performers, mm-hmm. not just musicians, but, you know, well, a lot between, of comedians. Between uh, Moonlight, uh, Midnight Special and uh, what was it, the... Um, uh, Don Kirchner's Don Kirchner's rock show. Yeah. yeah, that same thing. You know. Yeah, it's so fun to go and watch some of those. Oh yeah, some know. of the performances are Dude, great. Uh, New York Dolls yeah. was on there. You know, it's like whoa. Yeah. You put the New York Dolls on television, like on broadcast television. Well, I mean, so. if you can find video of the Midnight Special, Don Kirchner's right. rock show, the Old Gray Whistle Test. Yes, yeah, that's uh, another you know, good. One. Those oh, are I've just forgotten about yeah, that one. yeah, yeah, yeah. So good, and I mean to see some of the performances. One of my favorite one was uh, Meatloaf. Performing yes. on Old Grey Whistle yes. Test was yes. just, yes. I mean, Shout to the out. rafters, to the rafters. All right. Hey, his name was Robert Paulson. His name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> Didn't we cover this in the last episode? It doesn't matter. All right. <laughs> his All name right. is Robert Paulson. So, <laughs> Alan. Yes. I'm here and I'm listening. I have to go with Fraser Crane <laughs> yes. from Fraser. And you know, the thing is, is that. <laughs> I liked Mad Dog personally. Oh yeah, because <laughs> he was just such an idiot. Oh, I mean, he was, it's just he, was like, the, he was off the chain. Uh, but 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 yes, Fraser Fraser Crane is a, uh, and especially like you know at the end of every season they would do a rundown of every all the voices like the people who called in. There yeah. were all these big names. Oh, yeah. you've heard of you know, and um, every now and then you could pick them out. Every yeah. every now and then, yeah. Uh, but yes, yes, Doctor Fraser Crane. Oh, it's, and, uh, you cannot. Talk about radio on television or radio and movies, and no, not bring up no, Frazier. It's true. I mean, it's the true. fact that he, he it, you see how it interwove into his life in Seattle, and it was just, it's so interesting because I know these guys can can speak to it. You go and see the the shots of him in his studio, and you're thinking, right. Wow, I've never seen a studio that was that big or that clean. Oh no, joke, dude, <laughs> or that nice. Yeah, exactly. Because you, know? you guys Usually can't see. Ba- Cracker boxes. You guys can't see the, the size of the room that Barry and I are sitting in right now, but this would actually be big for a DJ booth. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and relatively clean. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know. It's Com- like comparative. Well, I, you know, that, and that was the thing because, like, again, going back to Dave and my, um, you know, time at WVCP, when we first started in the late 90s uh, working on the air there, mm-hmm. They had the DJ booth that was like so seventy chic. I mean, it was. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was real. I mean, it's obviously because I think oh, when did I that come it. on the air? That came on the air in what late seventies in that right or something like that. I think that's yeah in somewhere in the seventy. I think the school opened up in the seventies. The so. school, yeah, the school did open in like because they just celebrated their fiftieth anniversary, but the radio yeah. didn't station didn't come on the air until years later. Right. Um, right. And I think it was at the very end of the seventies or the very beginning of the eighties. So it looks like a booth that you would think about uh, it was very close to what you would see in wkrp so, I mean, not as big but you know right. that type and then yeah. in the in the years after i graduated and then came back they had gone in and completely redone it and it was like white i mean well, it was they, pristine they even, in yeah. that place you know yeah. it was like uh, so and, and when i was still there they still had a couple of techniques record players yes oh yes nice. and I decided to go back, and I started pulling records out of the Boneyard, and I think I was one of the last DJs that was still spinning wax live on air. Now, I will say this. You know, the, there was a tornado. I taught, I taught myself how to do that. Yeah. There was a tornado that went through there in 06 mm-hmm. that hit the building that it was in pretty hard, and they wound up moving the radio station from that building to another one. Right. 
And their DJ booth is huge now. Oh, I bet. Oh, I mean, like it, it's one of those things where it was like it's a classroom we, booth. Yeah, it's a class. I mean, it, it's literally like we could we could get a bunch of us in there <laughs> when we when we went back to the uh, when they had a reunion a couple of years ago, and Dave and I were there. And I walked up to Mister E at one point. I'm like, so when are we all getting on the air? He's like, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh come on. He's like, but no. we're better now. Yeah, I was about to say, you know what we're doing now. We, we don't have that kind of money for you know bail. Yeah. Well. I was going to say, yeah, me at uh, at that time, you know, me in my late 40s, yeah. you know, would probably be more likely to say something you're not supposed to say on the exactly. air as opposed to me in my 20s at the time. So. You, you ran out of dams to give. You <laughs> know? A long time ago. So. <laughs> All right, Dave. He, what do you he would be trying to get us kicked off the air, and mm-hmm. I'd be trying yeah. to keep us on the air. Naturally. <laughs> it, it's kind of, it would be exactly like the podcast is now. Yeah, pretty much. All right, Dave. I'm going to back away from the microphone for this one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I know what's coming. Cause I've... Good morning, Vietnam! I was going to end with that. Yeah, nice. Robin Williams. Um, the, what's the guy's name? Uh, Adrian, Adrian Cronauer. <laughs> Are you okay, Dave? Adrian Cronauer hour. Yeah, I, I just Dave, blew my lungs out. Which is say, really I funny because I, I remember seeing him interviewed right around the time that that movie came out and him kind of being like, yeah, some of this is true, some of it's not. He said he know? was never that funny. Yeah, exactly, you know, type <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I saw him in an interview on CNN back when CNN was actually doing news mm-hmm. and <laughs> right as this thing was coming out. And I guess he didn't realize that he was live on the air, like un, you know, like unfiltered. Right. And he dropped an f bomb, like oh, right nice. in the middle of the interview. And it was one of those things where it was like, uh, yeah, we're live. You know, just kind of like, oh, sorry. Oops. Uh, but, <laughs> but it was still one of those things where it's like I remember seeing that in the movie and people talking about it because mm-hmm. I think I was what, maybe early high school when that movie came out or something you know mm, whatever yeah. like 88 yeah, 89 yeah. somewhere so i was probably a freshman somewhere in there and everybody's talking about it, like man that movie ends so weird it's like it's like no, no that's he's he that's how that movie that's how the story he, ends he, he got up, he got he on a plane it, he got and he got out, out of vietnam yeah. and that was it so yeah but so. That, again you know again talking, repopular that movie repopularized the you know, what a wonderful world the louis armstrong song well, you know that, that the, the soundtrack yeah. off that thing was right. ridiculous i mean you know it, it it borders on like forrest gump level of soundtracks yes, yes, it yes. was just crazy good well it, it's part of that whole group of that vietnam era um movie soundtrack you know anytime that you get something like china beach forrest gump tour duty know, let's just go ahead and Good call work. it it's it was the boomers um, working out some trauma is what all that stuff was well, you know was, it was but uh, they also you know, well brought let, in let's some admit stuff. it they had trauma to work out oh i True. admit yeah, it they, the, the whole the vietnam debacle i mean is just it's it still resonates you know I'm, I'm, my uncle who is in his mid-70s was in vietnam yeah. and he's still dealing with crap you know i mean he's not like Right. But it's still one of those things where it's like you can see it under the skin, you well, know? So, But the thing that I loved about it is, yes, you got a lot of cliches. You got, you know, James Brown, I feel good. Okay. I understand that's going to be mm-hmm. in there. You know, you're going to have a song by the Supremes. You're going to have this kind of stuff. But then you get stuff like the Fortunate Dawn- Son by CCR. Yeah. It's a, well, I, God, I hate that song. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but then you have stuff like that. The, should be the official song of Vietnam. I mean, that is. <laughs> that or um, uh, 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 All Along the Watchtower. Hendrix Version of All Along the Watchtower. Yeah. But uh, then you get stuff like mm-hmm. the Dawn- 
Beyond Busters, which I'd never even heard of them. Right. And then I was like, this is actually really good, right, you know? Right. So it, it was a mix of bringing those things in and even him making the jokes about the stuff that he was allowed to play when he's like, you know, Percy Faith. Right. Thank you. Yeah. I you know, know, I was like, who in their right mind would want to listen to like Montavani and Percy Faith if you're in the middle of a war zone? Mm -hmm. You know, I just uh, there were some very special moments about that. And yes, I do think did Robin Williams take a little bit of liberty with things? Absolutely. Because <laughs> Robin well, Williams. Anytime is gonna do you that. take Robin Williams, anytime you take Robin Williams and you just let him lose yep. to improv, you know, it, you're going to be it's going to be 140 hours of pure gold because the the man was a brilliant yep absolutely r.i.p all right i'm going to throw a fun one out here okay this is one of my favorites because you never hear his name but it was the dj from k billy super sounds of the 70s <laughs> uh, yeah. reservoir dogs stuck reservoir. in the middle nice. with you but most importantly it was Stephen Wright doing it. Yes. The man that yeah. has oh, the most nice. monotone you cannot, voice. You cannot miss that voice. And uh, it's, yeah. in a way, you're, 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 when you first recognize it, you're like, okay, it's Stephen Wright. We know what to expect. Right. But it also kind of played on that idea of, oh, my God, I have to play these songs I know, again, I know, I know. And I've got to make them sound so good again. Right. And right. I've got to sell these songs again. And it, it kind of played to that. And I never, you know, I went back and watched the movie again. And I was like... Yeah, you can almost play in the idea of Stephen Wright just like wanting to put a gun to his head because he is just depressed having to play this stuff mm -hmm. over and over and over again. Yeah, it's good soundtrack though. Oh, it's an amazing and, and soundtrack. And let's be honest, none of us ever can hear "Stuck in the Middle with You" without thinking oh. of that scene <laughs> or "Little Green Bag." Yeah, that walking, you know, the the, the guys walking side by side because that never happens in real life. So you know, but a, a, a great some soundtrack, fire Scarecrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's a great soundtrack, and and the the fact that the soundtrack actually has the cuts from Stephen Wright on the sound on the actual album, mm -hmm. introducing the songs just makes it even more special. Right, it's hilarious. Right. So, all right, Dave, what do you got? Are we out? Dave's gone. What happened to Dave? Uh oh. Oh, sorry. There, there. you go. There sorry. you're back. <laughs> he sat on his mute button. Uh, got it. Uh, you gotta uh, love the internet. Yep. So I only we'll have get one ready left. to start talking shit about you. So <laughs> <laughs> why why would you wait for me to be gone? You well, do that you know. to my face while I'm right in the room. That's respect. So bro. I've only got yeah. one left. Okay, I got. I, I've two. only go ahead. I, I, I've only got one left. Okay. Um. What do wait FM? Mr. Senior Love Daddy. Oh, it's on my list. Samuel L. Jackson from Do the Right Thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. that's right. That's right. That's right. Again, yep. mm -hmm. I would love for Sam Jackson to have his own like XM station or oh, something. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> and, and, and let's be honest. I know we try to keep this as clean as possible, but to have him, <laughs> I would just want for however long he's on the air every day to have the the motherfucker count. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, it's kind of like that episode of South Park where they were the counting. Shit yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's a, the shit counter. Yeah, but, but uh, he's he's basically um, trying to channel uh, Petey Green. Yes. Um, yes, that, who we've already that. talked yes, to, but he, absolutely, he's he's doing it in you know New York in the movie. It, he's Hottest got day that of the crazy summer of the year, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And it was, I mean, so. and again, he he plays it up. You know, he plays the character to the rafters. And I think one thing you'll see in a lot of these is the DJs that are represented on TV and radio. They do one of two things: they either play it completely to the rafters, yes, 
or they play as just apathetic. I don't give a damn. I just want to get right. out of this as quickly as I can and well, get paid and go home. You know, just from the the well, real there's, the there's real DJs third. that I've known. Mm-hmm. You kind of get one of those two yeah, things. Yeah, it's I usually mean, it's <laughs> somebody trying to prove a point or somebody but, trying to get a paycheck. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> but the, there's there's actually a third character that you see him play. Okay. And that's kind of the de facto, uh, de facto narrator for the movie. True. Yeah. You see that a lot. Now that you mentioned yeah. that, you know, with the Warriors, with, right, right. you know, a, 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 a vanishing point, you know. What was that terrible horror movie you made me watch um, oh, um, during our uh, can, um, with Bad Candy? Bad Candy, yeah. And that was the whole thing. Yeah, it was a terrible movie. Uh, Don't watch it. it. Okay. It's got uh, Corey, um, the guy from Corey Slip, Taylor Corey from Taylor Slipknot. From Slipknot. And Storm, Storm, and it's got uh, a C. Thomas, uh, not C. Thomas Howell, but um, um, Zach, um, Zach Galligan. From uh, but the whole th- gremlins, the whole huh. thing, yeah. Is but they're in a de- they're, Corey they're DJs. Taylor is playing a DJ and they're telling ghost stories over the air yeah, on Halloween, um, you know, right? On Halloween, and it's they're kind of playing the de facto narrator for the film, and also they're part of the film. Nice. So. Oh, you know what? That reminds me. I got. I've got one. More. Okay, I have one more. Let me find it. Go ahead. All right. Well, I've got two more. Uh, one I've kind of already touched on, but this one I haven't mentioned. But we did mention it in a previous episode, though. It was from the movie Trick or Treat, and it was the DJ Nuke, played by. If you're gonna have somebody from the '70s play a DJ, you can Are do you a about lot the original worse. Trick or Treat, okay? okay. Gene Simmons, yes. doing the DJ Nuke, and it's just, I I would pay a good amount of money to hear. Gene Simmons just turned loose into a a studio with access to every possible song he could imagine and just allow him to kind of ooze through the radio. Not my favorite person in the world, I'll admit, but there's just something about the way that he plays that character and just plays that that essence of cool, kind of, you know, very uh, Steve McQueen-ish kind of you know oozing through the radio oh, as don't, he's doing don't, it. Oh no, no, don't do that to Steve McQueen. <laughs> I mean he he did it, man. He played don't, it. don't do that to Steve McQueen. It's still one of those things that, you know, the movie love it or hate it, there was something very special about seeing him do that and seeing Ozzy Osbourne playing a preacher. I mean right, there's right, so, right, right, such right, just right, right. weird casting on that, but it's it worked. So Yeah. All right Alan, what's your last one? because and I and I had this Yep, had made a mental note of it and completely forgot because that's what I do on the regular. <laughs> until Dave talked about horror movies, right? Um, the movie Urban Legend. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Tara Reid's character, Sasha Thomas. You know, right. she has that love advice. You know, kind of like uh, yeah. love oh, lines yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you know, she winds up she's on the air when she's murdered. You yeah. know, and it's kind of one of those things where everybody's listening to it at the party, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, blah blah." Uh, but yeah, I mean that that's again college radio. Yeah, you're going back to all that. Um, it's not a very big radio role, you know, per se. But it but there there is the whole aspect right. of it plays into the the finale. Right. You know, so well, and I just happened to think of another one when you mentioned that as far as dying on the radio. Yeah. Um, Johnny Grunge. From the Adventures yes. of Ford Fairlane, yes, played Johnny by Grunge. Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, I Godfrey. About that. Yes. yes, Johnny Grunge, where he's just you know trying to be the most disgusting human being on the planet. You know, well, you know, and he wasn't far <laughs> off. But uh, 
I like Gilbert Godfrey. I, it, you know, Gilbert's all right. You know, what's really funny is to go back and watch like the the season that he was on uh, SNL, and he's oh, not yeah. doing the voice. Yeah, and it's Where's, like, whoa, this is weird. Oh, <laughs> it's it, hearing him try to speak with a British accent is the funniest thing you will ever hear because you know it's not his natural voice. Right, it's, right, right. It's, he almost sounds like um, uh, Jerry Seinfeld. It's very weird. Yeah, um, it is weird. All right. Well, the last one that I've got, and I kind of made mention at the beginning of the show, um, is the movie FM. Okay. And just to read you who was in this, there's a few names that you won't recognize, but there's a few that are going to go, oh, yeah. Um, one of the characters was Jeff Dugan. It was played by an actor named Michael Brandon. One of the DJs was named Mother, and that was Mother Eileen Brennan. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. And wow. She, okay. she plays up that sexy, raspy yeah. voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you had a guy named Doc Holliday. That was played by okay. Alex Karras. For those of you who don't know that is, that's Webster's Webster, dad. Yep, yep. Football player. The Prince of Darkness was Cleavon Little. Okay. Again. And, <laughs> yep. And Eric Swan was Martin Mull, who was oh, wow. actually enough the sex symbol in this movie. Wow. That's this is very Bull 70s. from Night Court. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Oh, Martin Mole. Martin Mole. Martin Mole. Not, <laughs> not Richard Mole. Not Richard Mole. Yeah, sorry. Martin Mole. <laughs> Martin Mole. Sorry. That would have been a whole different movie. I, All I, I have is a picture in my head of Bull from Night Court trying to be sexy. Yeah. Oh, that was okay. awesome. Martin Mole. Okay. Yes. Um, but <sighs> to go back. Martin Mole has had such a, an interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean. You know, from playing the, the sleazeball in Mr. Mom yep. to, to being Colonel, uh, was it Colonel Mustard in. Um, no, he's Mr. Green. Or Mr. No. No, he was Colonel Mustard. Colonel he was Mustard, Mustard yeah. in, uh, in Clue to being, uh, oh, what was his name on Roseanne? Oh, he was, it a, was her the boss. It was her boss yeah. that, you know, and he came on later uh, to to work at the, to, to run the, yep. the lunchbox. And, well, I mean, he's one of those great, like, you know, character actors that you can put in anywhere. Absolutely. But Absolutely. In this one, because the whole setting on this was you know about a radio station that was struggling and they're trying to to you know get promoted and get this stuff you hear people actually having like freakouts on the air and stuff and one right. of his breakdowns on the air is one of the best scenes in that movie but the other thing that I think was interesting about this is this is the first one where I really saw them pulling actual musicians into this. Linda Ronstadt is in this movie. Jimmy mm. Buffett is in this movie. <laughs> I mean, they they have actual you right, know, right, popular yeah. musicians at the time filming this movie with right. them, and it, it you can really see where this is kind of setting the uh, the template, for lack of a better word, on what a radio station is supposed to, you know, the struggling radio station right. after it kind of became a bit of a cliche after this movie, but this kind of set, set the mold for it. And on top of the fact, it's a great movie. It's got a great soundtrack. Yeah. If you're a Steely Dan fan, the song FM yeah, well, is, you know, used in this soundtrack. If it's I never hear Steely Dan again in my life. Hey, hey don't know. <laughs> don't you badmouth Steely Dan. Yeah. Don't you badmouth you, Steely You should have had that on your secret shame list last time. <laughs> Absolutely uh, not. I have no shame about listening to Steely Dan. Yeah, well. yeah. But, and again, if any of these movies or TV shows that we've talked about sound interesting to you, you know, all of us really encourage you to go check them out. They're definitely worth a watch. Some more so than others. Yes, absolutely. But you know, it, and if you have again, I would not recommend anyone watch talk radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the well, wrong in the wrong mindset. And so. the other one that that happened to mind while we were talking about that is Straight Talk, which is the oh one yeah, with, uh, the, Dolly, Parton. Dolly Parton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, That's right. Um, where she's the the advice counselor. Yeah, it's it's cute. It's 
fluffy. You know, and, and we could always we we didn't talk about it. It's going to real life stuff. You know, was love lines. Oh yeah, well you know, Doctor Drew, Doctor Drew, and and Adam Carolla, and that was the whole thing. You know, that when it came to oh, MTV, um, it was like no, they were actually like radio yeah. DJs. Yeah. You know, and uh, I used to, uh, uh, what was it a uh, uh, Thunder ninety six or Thunder ninety four used to carry them. Yep. Uh, or was it Thunder ninety four? Or was it? Uh, I think it was Lightning one hundred. No, 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 no. It was actually um, when it was still Y one hundred seven. Oh, they wow. would carry it at night from like nine to ten or something like that. For those of so, you out of the national oh, market, you right. have no yeah. idea what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, okay. right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we've talked about all these fictional DJs. I mean, and some real ones with Dick Clark. Yes. And, you Casey know, some Kasem. of the others. Casey Kasem, Casey Kasem, yeah. Casey Kasem. Uh, even Saved by Green the Bell. Do what? Well, you know, was a real DJ. Who? Um, Wolfman with Jack was oh, yeah. a real DJ. But well, you know, Carson you know, Daly gotta, started off as a DJ at K Rock yeah, in, in LA. But we've got to talk about Rufus Thomas out oh, of Memphis. Oh, out of Memphis with yes. WDIA. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god. You know, with the Hoot and Holler show, yes. this was a major influencer in radio. Right. Well, I mean, this. So uh, this is one of the guys that was playing all that stuff that poison. everybody was listening to. Bell Bib DeVoe's song Poison was inspired by the Rufus Thomas song Poison. So, I mean, you don't get much more in that. And Rufus Thomas was a bad Oh, you know, and around here, Keith Bilbrey. Yeah. You know, that was Keith Bilbrey was on the air forever on on 650 WLAC. And he was also the voice of the Grand Ole Opry for decades. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that that is, uh, you know, for for the people who listened to that, Mm -hmm. That is a, I mean, he's, he's a big, I've met him before. He's yeah. a nice, super nice guy. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean you cannot miss that voice no, either. No, no, and he no, always no. is like, hi, I'm Keith Bilbrey. It's like, yeah, I know who you are. As soon as you opened your mouth, I knew who you were, you know, it's like. <laughs> well, and, 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 you know, one thing I would really encourage all of your listeners to do is that if you do have a, a radio DJ that's still on the air right now, mm-hmm. you know, write to them, encourage them, give them, a, Absolutely. give them a little bit of reform. Cause it's, it is a dying industry. Yes. I mean, cause the thing is, is that especially with. What used to be Clear Channel, which is now iHeartRadio, buying up everything. They basically, you know, another local DJ that Dave and I have listened to a long time and also played in a band that Dave and I was with, with Joe Elvis. Oh, he's been around forever. But that's the thing is yep. that back 15-ish years ago, mm-hmm. he started recording. And like I was at the time, I was working where I was traveling quite a bit for my work. Yep. And I would leave markets you know, going and east and west in, yeah. Tennessee and in, in southern Kentucky places, and and would hear him on other radio stations because it was all recorded. Yeah. Uh, our friend, well, it's it's what they it's what they call um, voice tracking, right? Yeah, you know, our they friend, already know uh, what they're. Our friend, all, all the playlist is in you know automation, so they, they know where he they need to drop in his voice at. They know what he wanted right. to say. Right, our friend, and he uh, could be. He could be the DJ for multiple markets all at the same time. Our friend Miriam. Who used to be on the air here years ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, she lives in. Is she in Bulgaria or Georgia? She's she's somewhere over overseas. Overseas now, yeah. she still does a radio show. That's awesome. She does it from there, you know, I, and it's one of those things. She's got a home studio. She's got two yeah. kids. She does everything from the home studio. They were, they track everything, and then it comes back to the radio station here in the U.S. that she's that she's working on. Well, so. I have a, a friend of mine named Erica Fox that mm-hmm. was on the radio here in Nashville for a while, and they have now moved to somewhere in Florida, but she's on internet radio, and she mm-hmm. started doing her show again. And, right. You know, it's the same idea. Shout out to you, Erica. Yeah. But um, one that you were talking about, or when you were talking about local. DJs that have been around forever, right? 
And if this doesn't put a smile on both your faces, I'm really going to be disappointed <laughs> in you. Coyote McCloud. Coyote, well, he's he's since passed. Well, yeah, you know, but I, know, I mean, but yeah. that guy was around I was forever. thinking about him. I was also thinking about, uh, what was his name? Jerry, uh, it was on... Jerry House. Jerry, Jerry House. House. It was on w, uh, WSIX. Yes. Forever in the morning. Then you had, you know, with... Uh, but what was Bubba Skinner's real name? Um, oh. Because um, uh, he was on KDF, and then he went to WSIX yep. in the afternoon. Um, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I, I can see him, too. Yeah, I know. Uh, but but it's one of those things where, you know, again, you have... And the thing is, is that both of those guys, you know, because the, the, the CMAs every mm-hmm. year, they would have like... Carl P. Mayfield. Carl P. Mayfield, thank you. They would have... Yeah. They would have... Um, you know, they one one of the awards they would give out would be like the best DJ in yes. small market and large market stuff. And Jerry House won the small market for I mean multiple years in a row. Yep. And Carl P. Mayfield wound up winning several of them as well. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of cool to to know that you know that those people that you listen to that you've heard in your own local. Right. area have have reach outside of the area well so. and then you get into like the old um a lot of the radio shows that got marketed to other markets like right. red, red hot and blue well you know, we, you we, know we've forgotten a couple other ones here Remember rick d's oh god you disco duck disco, Absolutely. Disco, shadow stevens tom joiner tom joiner yeah you gotta tom mention tom joiner uh, uh shadow stevens shadow stevens you yeah. know i mean these are these are people that you know dr demento yes absolutely. dr d i mean exactly. you gotta give a shout you out know? to dr d on that yeah you know? i mean it, yeah but I mean, these are Tom Joyner. That was a good pull. Actually, yeah. I, I'm glad you mentioned that's a him, great one. So, but uh, I, I mean, there's going to be you know radios or radio DJs that are in specific markets that people right. are going to know that they're going to be. Why didn't you say well, X Y Z or whatever? Well, that's a know? doctor. What's his name? Uh, Aquarius mm-hmm. is one, and then also uh, you know the other oh, Doctor Dre, who's the and uh, Ed Lover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know they they started off on radio and then went to MTV. Well, that's you know. like that's like Sway with Sway uh, exactly Shade 45 exactly on XM. exactly. He was a DJ that got he went hired to MTV, by MTV and he went back to and DJ. now he's on exactly. Serious Texas. Exactly. I'll, I'll throw I, another. I'll throw I, another one. I here. still try to listen to Sway because I yeah. enjoy listening to the Five Fingers of Death. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that's that's just awesome. Well, and and let us not forget Delilah. You know, there is it, that. It may not yes. necessarily be I the know, music that you like, but you know you got to give credit where credit is due. Hey, you know she has a huge audience. Oh yeah. I mean and like. Even now, she still has a huge audience. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I know you, I keep bringing it's, up. It's mainly middle-aged keep, married women, but well, you know, yeah, it's like, <laughs> or people that are trying to fall asleep. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it's uh, definitely put you to sleep. I know I keep bringing up Pete. I, I know I keep bringing up Petey Green, but Petey Green is also part of that that um, that group with his producer, the guy that discovered him. You know, uh, Dewey Hughes, yep. who yes. ended up becoming a DJ in his own right. Who ended up buying WOL, which became the the cornerstone of what is now Radio One? Oh wow! Oh wow! Because I didn't even know that. You know, something we haven't yeah. talked about is a lot of the morning stuff. You know, you have like Rick and Bubba, or you had uh, Bob and Tom, oh, or God. Uh, you know, and these were all syndicated. Mm-hmm. You know that. Um, what was some of the other ones? Um, you know that, 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 uh, that wind up being oh, uh, what was and Anthony Free Beer, Free Beer and Hartwings Free Beer and Hartwings or you had uh, uh, what was it Man Cow Man Cow out of Chicago one. you yeah. know in different places you know d- different and, and 
nice. We're not even getting into sports talk at no, this point. No, I mean, no that point. that's a whole other no. thing, you know. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, these these were <laughs> they, they were they were so popular that they wound up being syndicated, and we heard them forever yep. around here, as well as in other markets. So absolutely. Well, Rick and Bubba's still syndicated. Yes, it's just I not know. Well, so is, market. So well, I know is, Bob uh, and Tom. Like, didn't one of them retire, and then I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, that, that's a whole thing. I don't know what happened. Some, I have not listened to them in years. I, I mean, know Bob that, and Tom was another one. Yeah, that's what. But I know that yeah. that Chick retired. Retired and then one, I think it was Tom retired also. I'm not sure. And so it's kind of one of those like, okay, then what's the point if the, you know? <laughs> well, and who are the two guys that are out of uh, North Carolina? Um, oh gosh, uh, Rick, uh, not Rick and Bubba, but uh, Rick and Bubba's out of Alabama. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the two that were because they were big what, in the Nashville market. Free beer and hot wings. No, or, uh, um, I can't think of them off the top of my head. I know it, it's. I haven't listened. I'll be honest. I haven't listened to the radio. Oh, special. John Boy and Billy. That's who I was John trying to Boy think and of. Billy. There They're you go. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. And now that you say that, if, I remember If you had them. never mentioned their name, <laughs> I would have been okay with that. Just ruined all yep, that therapy. Yeah, Sorry, you know. Dave. And, <laughs> and you, you and, mentioned all these great DJs, and then you dropped the bar so low. Well, with John you Boy know. and Billy. Yeah, I know Anthony and Opie. Yeah, you know, Opie were, and Anthony. Or Anthony Opie, whatever it was, were, were for a I while were for a while big until there was a controversy and then they split and you know it just well so well after after a while when tom joiner um kind of slipped out of favor and left the market you had dl hughley come in and yeah oh really i didn't realize dl was wow dl i would listen to that i love dl hughley well it was okay and that's also okay well you know that was you remember when when howard stern left um wnbc uh (laughs) that uh you know remember who took his place I don't remember. Daily Roth. Was it really? Didn't last long. I can't uh, imagine why. Yeah, I, that's... Uh, but yeah, they probably but he, didn't have enough money in the budget for the, all the cocaine he was well, shooting. Well, uh, let's possible. look. A little bit of Daily Roth goes a long way. Yeah, no and, kidding. And he's one of those people that if... If you do not have a good producer that can rein him in and keep him focused, you might as well forget it. Yeah, it, it's 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 he's worse than I am about that, and that's yep. saying a lot. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, so listen, I, we, I was going to go probably dead even on yeah. that one. So we have listed off a ton, a ton. of DJs. Hey, remember, we said this was going to be a short episode, and yeah, we're an hour know. and a half already. Hey, that's so. all right. But one thing that I, I want to encourage all of our listeners to do is, if you get the opportunity, if you hear, you know, if, if we miss somebody that you want to have a shout out to or you think there's something that we need to know about, jump on Discord. Come out and tell us about this stuff. Look at you being all professional and shit in here. Hey, I'm on Discord right now. I'm on Discord right now. (laughs) He's not wearing pants, but he's on Discord right now. We make uh, make Barry a featured player, and all of a sudden he's like being all professional. We have a standard to live down to here, okay? This is... (laughs) Forgive me for raising the bar. I'm sorry, Alan. But... uh, (laughs) But yeah, seriously, if you guys do have any, you know, anything that we've missed on this, because we're always looking for new stuff as well. You know, if you hear of any DJs that are, you know, ones that have had just historic stories, there's a ton of them out there. First thing I would do is encourage you, hey, reach out to those DJs and just say, hey, you know, give them some support because like Alan said, it's a dying, dying art form. And it is an art form. It's not just a job. It's something you've got to know how to do. Quick note here before we get out of here. I mentioned, uh, you know Miriam, right? Uh, Miriam, that she used to be on KDF and she was on Thunder 94 when it went off the air. She was at Vol State. Uh, You talking to me? Yeah. Did you know Miriam? Yeah, I knew Miriam. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, just, I, Miriam. I, I, I figured you did. I'm Miriam, pretty sure she didn't like me. But, I didn't consider me like a big nerd or something. 
I love Miriam. Miriam and I were tight, and I still think some days she didn't like me. So it was just like... (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That's just her. but And probably rightfully so, too. But she was employed by Thunder 94, which was, you know, a a radio station. The best radio station. One of the best radio stations that we had, especially in the mid-90s, you know. And she was there, and I would love to get her on the show to talk about this. And we probably can do it. She was... The day that they went off the air all the DJs got together and locked themselves in the booth and went off on management completely un- <laughs> completely God. uncensored until they finally shut down the uh <laughs> the transmitter the transmitter that's awesome <laughs> and i mean like completely uncensored i mean painted the airs bl- the air blue of uh, on the way out beautiful and i'm like i have always wanted to sit down and talk to her about that because we never really did because uh, she every time i asked her about it she would just kind of laugh and wouldn't say anything so i'm like all right we're gonna have to talk about this so, <laughs> i wonder i wonder if there's a non-disclosure i don't know i doubt it i mean it's been but that's been 25 years somebody's got to have a recording yeah of it. and they gotta that's, have that's okay listeners if you have this recording send it to us yeah absolutely oh and there was another famous like there was a we're going back to the y107 yep there was late night lunatics used to come on sunday nights oh, at yeah. midnight and remember oh, yeah. they got pulled off the air one night well i was listening to them when it happened there's a very know? famous um uh, clip of casey Kasem. oh yeah was yeah the, yeah, uh, yeah. But was fluffy yes. was the name of the dog or something yeah. you know and he just goes off about you know having to talk about somebody's dog dying and they forgot to cut his microphone right and I they know. recorded this i know i know oh it's brutal i know but it's, it's I know. so much fun because you think of casey Kasem as like constantly a happy person and just ripping into the idea that he's got to segue in from this to a, 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 a story about a dog dying. Exactly. So, all right. So now that we just, now that DJs I, I, are humans too. Yeah. Yes. And now that I derailed the whole thing again, uh, <laughs> yeah, as Barry was saying, go and check out our discord, uh, go check out our Instagram. Um, and as well as, um, Facebook, which I don't know how much longer we're going to continue with Facebook, but, uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I mean, it's 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 kind of. I'm just about done with Facebook or Meta or whatever the hell they're calling themselves. Who these knows? Days, so. I, I've been I've been um, trying to post stuff over there. It, it's it's getting harder and harder to use our. Well, Facebook I know page. that you know since I we have gotten multiple multiple inquiries from Facebook wanting us to to um, like because they they got into podcasting this mm-hmm. last year wanting us to start uploading there. And Dave and I both read the terms of service and we're like, no, 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 uh-uh, Mm-mm. no. It's kind of the same way with Spotify. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Like, Spot- I, no was, no- I was I was ready to like submit us to Spotify until I read the terms of service. I was like, Fuck, no, we're not yeah. doing this. And, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, there, there are some other pretty much, much more popular podcasts than us that are having problems with Spotify right now. Yeah. Uh, and multiple ones, more than just the one that everybody's thinking of right now. Yeah. And uh, so I'm just like, now, again, it kind of goes back to the, hey, this was a lot of fun. And then the suits get involved. Yeah. And, you know well, this is this is where I'm once again going to plug uh, Adam Curry and the yes. fact that um, he the No is Agenda Show to, with John C. Dvorak, you yeah. know. Well, it, it's not just that. He's trying to make sure podcasting that podcasting 2.0. stays yep. a, a free, you know, use item by doing podcasting 2.0 because for the Have longest time... Have you looked into podcasting 2.0? Oh, you need to. I'll it's really it cool. I'll check so, it out. Something, we, we um, actually have an, an, an index mm-hmm. in there, but we haven't done anything with it yet, so okay. which we need to. So, 
Yeah, we need to. Because basically, when podcasting got started, iTunes became the de facto right i remember that all the, oh, no. well oh, yeah. itunes apple has now changed the way they're doing podcasting and again it's, it's screwing <laughs> again and it's screwing everything up so now adam curry and his group of tech geeks are trying to fix it so that there's an actual independent index so that nobody can really kill podcasts okay. right well, keep podcast free, kids. Absolutely, that, you know, and you know, stay hard. Absolutely, <laughs> talk. Take hard. back the airwaves. Talk hard. Talk hard. You know, that's right. Talk hard. But uh, and, and you know, if you enjoyed this uh, episode, spread it to your friends. If you hated this episode, hey, that's good press too. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> spread, spread us like a venereal disease. Remember, well, like just, I've always what's like what's the old adage? Like they I've just always said, what we're going to say next. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like I've always said from the beginning, if you love the show tell your friends if you hate the show please tell all your enemies yes, yes. well guys thanks again for having me in and i look so much forward to and more since episodes. this is going live and we probably won't get another one beforehand just remember if you're not getting the v or the d this coming february 14th it's pronounced Allentine's A. <laughs> Are you just trying to plug it for you? No. <laughs> I saw that the other day and I shared that with a friend and I was like, believe me, the irony of how this is pronounced is not lost on me. Oh, yeah. So I, just, <laughs> I, just, I, I, I just... Are you just that hard up for Russell Stover's candy? Man, is that it? Come on. You know? All, all right. Come so on, man. for all of our listeners, um, Alan's single and evidently desperate. No, so no, you know, if, no. you're looking for, um, if you're looking for a bad time, give him a call. Find him on Tinder. Um, no. <laughs> no. Let me tell you about a service that I got. No, involved. no, 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 Dude, no, 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 no. That's no. a whole different so show. That's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I was going to say he's probably on Grinder too. But. Oh, oh okay then. Uh-huh. Will you wrap this up, please? Yeah, well. So anyways, I am Alan Smith. I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And I'm Barry. And we will see you next time. See you. Baby, if you've ever wondered... Whatever became of me I'm living on the air in Cincinnati Cincinnati WKRP Got kind of tired of packing and unpacking Town to town, up and down the dial Maybe you and me were never meant to be Just maybe think of me once in a while I'm a WKRP in Cincinnati.